Hello and welcome to the Arista Wealth Podcast, where we focus on your finances, wellness, and lifestyle, so you can focus on living your dreams. We'll help you navigate through important topics so that you can elevate your life and financial health. Let's get started with your host, Paul Moffitt. Hello, welcome to this week's Arista Advice Podcast. We're thrilled and excited to have Dr. Travis Perry from San Marcos, Texas, join us. He is a father of six children. He has earned several degrees in family, social science, to better understand goal achievement and family relationships that can benefit us in our workplace and in our family developments and relationships, and also relationships with our neighbors and our employees and those that we work and spend so much time with. What's also fascinating about Dr. Travis, I hate to say this, but his father passed at age 49 at a very young age because of stress. I think that we all underestimate the danger of stress. And we're very excited to have him on today is to talk about some of these topics and to get to know Dr. Travis Perry a little bit more. Dr. Travis, welcome to Risk Device Podcast. Thanks, Paul. Thanks for having me. Being a father of six, that's pretty amazing. I think that's probably one of the most important titles you could have. Yeah. I mean, it's my wife's fault. Uh, she really wanted a big family. Both came from big families and we have that in common, but she's been homeschooling them for over 10 years now and is really the champion of, of their education, of what's best for them and give it all up for her. Well, that's great. That's great. Dr. Travis, give us three things that we need to know to make sure that we stay in balance in a busy, hectic life. Three things are really at the core of what we can do to be balanced. And that is, number one, know what your values are. And this goes right along with you know working with you, Paul, as a financial advisor. You're working with people and understanding their values. So your clients you know, and others listening, what are your financial values? What are your life values? Where do those come from? We live in a time where values are often put down or, or not really understood very well. And so really take some time to understand that. This became very apparent after my father died. I took a long, hard look at my life. It was like, hey, I'm 26. If I only live to 49, that's half my life. If I make it to 50, that's basically a half-life. Like, What am I going to do if I have 25 years to live? Now, that's not necessarily you know, something you want to think about every day about death and morbidity and mortality, but you want to be able to understand what are you living for? And that's why I started the Make Time Institute of helping people live life on purpose. Secondly, is what are your goals? Do you have goals because you want to accomplish stuff and do things and have material possessions? Or are you creating action that is helping you to become your values? Values-based goals are what you need to have as your goals. Otherwise, they might just be an accomplishment. They might be something that you do. But standing in front of a thousand people giving the last talk at my father's funeral, it just dawned on me that nobody's here because of what my dad did. They're not here because he was a successful business owner or that he you know, accomplished some crazy things that are not going to be on his uh, tombstone. The reason why they were there is because my dad was a friend to them, a family member, a father, a brother. He was a part of their life. And that brings us to our priorities, which is number three. Number three is get your goals 
and order, prioritize them. If you're spending 80 hours at work, are you really living the dream? Even though my father did actually do a really good job there, I think a lot of people struggle with stress, struggle with balancing their time, and they really are dealing with this guilt inside that's saying, I'm not spending the time where I should be. I'm not being that person that I would like to be to my family, to my friends, etc. And because they're married to their business, they're married to their work, or they're wasting time because they feel you know purposeless. Now, most of your clients, they're busy professional business owners who really understand probably at the core what values are and what goals should be. But when rubber meets the road is where are you actually prioritizing your time so that you can become the values that you know? Oh, I love it. I love it. And I'm so sorry that at age 26, you had to be the last speaker at your father's funeral. I don't think there's more of a defining moment that really sets you on this course of what you're doing in bringing organization and structure to people's lives. Tell us a little bit more about this stress with your academic training. What is it? What triggers it? What fosters it? Tell us a little bit more about that stress. Oh, man. So as a financial advisor at 26, you know, dad was my first death claim. So I had to process that. And then I watched my mom as she went through this process of mourning and everything. And, and I started thinking the effect that stress has on us. And I actually left my CFP path to become a certified financial planner and went back to school, went back to academia to do a master's in psychology. And I thought this would be enough. Why I go get some knowledge. And what it really taught me is that where stress comes from. Stress could be a mental thing. It could be we don't know how to prepare and deal and cope with stressors. Stressors could be immediate stressors. It could be long-term stressors. Some people are dealing with stresses because 20 years ago, they've had major traumatic events that they've never healed from. And they're dealing with it on a daily basis. And they're not telling anybody. It could be post-traumatic stress. Like Stress comes in all different flavors and sizes and, and longevity. But I will tell you this, most people do not cope with, do not know how to deal with stress when it shows up. We are very emotional people. Even the most logical of people, the most Spock-like, <laughs> still uh, we're humans. And so we're, we're emotional and we tend to react to stress. We tend to do those things that are the most important, urgent, highest on our red flag list to get done so that we can get rid of that stress. Well, that's the distress. When we talk about stress, particularly talk about distress, meaning that stress that causes us pain, that might be the cause of heart attack and buildup of plaque in your arteries, which would happen to my father. One of his arteries is 90% clogged, and we never knew. They call it the widow maker. It sneaks up right up on people. They die. Usually the first symptom is death. It's a heart attack and they die. So they don't know. So I'm on a mission to help people understand how to cope with and deal with stress. Now, where do these stressors come from? I'll tell you, it comes from our own lack of physical wellness and health and our lack of understanding of that. Right now, we're living on the standard American diet. We sit down most of the day. We deal with Down syndrome is what I call it. We sit down and we drive. We sit down in our office. So, you know, there's a lot of problems on the physical and spiritual health and mental health. And then they also come from our relationships. So when I was done with my master's, I thought, yay, I understand stress now. 
Except the last study, Paul, that I looked up and wrote about in my, my last project at school was a study about how most of us want to be parents and we want to have good family relationships. And most of the stress in our life comes from family. So I thought, well, man, there goes two years of my life trying to understand stress and to know that, no, it's actually all in the family. So I did a PhD to understand better family stress. And the number one thing that families fight about is money. They argue about it. They don't communicate about it well. And so I really look at stress coming from three directions, individual health, your relationships, and your money. And I know you help people with money, but really at the root of where these things are coming from, come from those directions. Wow. Absolutely love it. And thank you so much for sharing some of those personal stories and the journey that you're on to help de-stress the families and people's lives because it truly is a counteractive measure that, that we have. So help us, Dr. Travis, understand ways that if we are out of balance and have too much stress, how we can get back into balance. Yeah, really good. There's so many things you can do here, but I think at the core is really defining what those values, goals, and priorities are, and then keeping an ideal calendar. I help my clients personally set up an ideal calendar and then follow it. We have a lot of goals. We have things we want to accomplish or become, but the only way you're going to do that is where you're spending your time. Be really good at delegating at work. If you're a business owner or you're a professional, delegate as much as you possibly can. Automate the things that you can't delegate as much as you can. We have fantastic technology these days. Or get rid of or delete the things that you shouldn't be doing. My clients, most of them struggle with the delegation because they hold on emotionally to those things that they really like to do, but shouldn't be doing. (laughs) That's big for business owners. In general, where you spend your time, where you put your time is what you're going to accomplish. So if you don't have a calendar, you don't live by that calendar, do it now. Get started. Get out a paper calendar, go online. There's endless options. But then create an ideal calendar of 168 hours of where you'd like to spend that time. Now, the myth here, Paul, is that, well, if I'm just really productive, that everything will be okay. Well, the myth is that productivity is some kind of magic pill. What you actually need are boundaries. And the way that you get boundaries is by family involvement. So don't try to do this on your own. Try to involve your family, especially your spouse. Uh, He or she cares about you more than anybody else in the world, or should, right? (laughs) In a good relationship. And so that person should be helping you and you them to keep each other accountable to these ideal calendars. So I recommend an hour a week where you sit down, talk about your goals, talk about your time, and look over calendars and find ways that you can help support each other. 90% of the problems that I see in marriage and family relationships come because they're not doing this simple, what I call couple development time or family planning, right? Where they're sitting down and planning out their weeks as a family, as a couple. And doing that right away adds strength, adds accountability, and you're much more likely to actually live that ideal calendar. That's great advice. Great advice. Isn't it interesting about the just the small and simple things of just sitting down, putting your phone in airplane mode, and then just looking forward five to seven days to say, what am I doing and how can I be better prepared? 
all, all the way through PhD school and hours of sitting in classrooms and listening to other professors, you uh, gathered some great things, which is great that you're sharing and talking to us about them today. Dr. Travis, tell us, how can we stay in contact with you and continue to uh, stay on this learning journey that we've learned today? People can go to my website, travisperrywithana.com. Got courses. I have all sorts of resources for you. I have a podcast myself and they can go get the book. It's actually a pre-order right now. It's on a pre-order. It's my last final editing of round of editing for this month. And it's set to go out. It's called Achieving Balance. And they can get that at travisperry.com forward slash book. There's also a bunch of bonuses. I have a masterclass, a half hour masterclass. I have a 10 minute video of how to be more productive with your email, which is the number one place that most business owners fail and financial advisors fail at is their email. And then the third one is how to take more vacations and be more productive while you're gone. So I've got an article about that because it's true. Like if you could spend more time outside of work, there's ideas that come. There are things that happen. And sometimes people have told me, I need more vacations. My people work harder when I'm gone <laughs> than when I'm there. And they're always bugging me anyway. So it's a great thing to do. Uh, I recently, just before this, met with a client of mine who was working 75 hours a week. She's now working 36 hours a week. And her business has been more productive than ever. So I don't buy into that myth of overworking. You just got to be productive and keep those boundaries. Oh, I love it. I love it. Dr. Travis Perry, it's been a thrill to spend time with you today. We're grateful for the insight, the tricks, and the tips that you've given us today on our Wrist Advice podcast for all of our listeners. Stay tuned. Next week, we're very excited to have some additional insightful speakers to help us elevate the life that we're all trying to achieve and accomplish in this life. Thanks, Dr. Travis Perry. We'll look forward to talking to you all soon. Thanks, Paul. This episode of the Arista Wealth Podcast has ended, but be sure to subscribe for more advice on your finances, wellness, and lifestyle so you can focus on living your dreams. Don't forget to rate and review so we can continue to bring you the best content. See you on the next episode.